The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Logan Brand, Jack Wright, and Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another special edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. It's Vikings Week, which you know what that means. If it's Vikings Week, we've got Kevin Olefsky and Brian Highfill in with us today. Stoked to have you guys in. Thanks, gentlemen, for being here today. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I know it's a, a special day for you. Happy birthday today, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. 31 never looked so good, did it? <laughs> so, uh, do you got any big plans? going to sit down and watch uh, The Mandalorian? Well, I started out my morning uh, finishing up Mandalorian, and what a season finale. Uh, so that, yeah, that was exciting. Kevin, I don't know if you're as big a nerd as we are. Are you watching this season? Oh, of course I am, although I am a week behind currently, so I need to, I need to catch up. But uh, No no spoilers, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are in for a treat, my man. Did, did not see that coming. Fantastic. Uh, okay, so folks, uh, it, it doesn't take a lot for me to be very excited. You've probably noticed that already if you've listened to the Bear Down Report podcast. Uh, but this is truly special news. We have a sponsor. Uh, that is something that we weren't necessarily expecting this early on in the podcast, uh, but uh, we're growing and uh, that's all thanks to you, the listeners, and we appreciate you greatly. The best part about this sponsor is the fact that it is something that I really believe in. And Kevin, I know you do too. It's just so funny that it works out the way that it did. Uh, Jeff Cadwallader, who is uh, with at properties is a phenomenal guy. If you are looking f to buy or sell a home in the Chicagoland area, you got to give Jeff a call 630-254-4734, or you can visit genevajeff.com. That's G-E-N-E-V-A-J-E-F-F.com. He grew up in the business. He brings three generations of real estate experience to the table. Uh, and I don't know what to say that my wife and I are Jeff's biggest fans. We couldn't believe he gave us some advice when we were selling um, our condo and couldn't believe what we were able to get for it. Uh, he helped us find a home and let's just say we're very particular about what we're looking for. And we looked for over a year. Jeff never rushed us. He's just an incredible guy. If you are looking for a home in the Chicagoland area, you've got to call Jeff. Kev, anything you want to say about, about our friend Hefe? Yeah, the, the funny thing is Ryan's a really nice guy. So he'll probably never say anything bad about anybody publicly. So, it's, you know, you may want to take with a grain of salt how he compliments people. But I can say with certainty that everything he says about uh, Jeff in a positive light is completely true. Uh, you know, I, I went through a lot of realtors looking for a place. And the second I started to talking to Jeff, I was in love because he knew how to talk to who he was, you know, uh, who, who he's working with. Right. I am someone who's never bought a house. I've only rented my entire life. And uh, you know, when he started rambling off all of this uh, realtor mumbo jumbo, obviously he was experienced, but I'm like, dude, I don't know what the heck's going on. You gotta, you gotta talk to me like I'm a five-year-old child. And he was able to do that and not in a condescending way, uh, condescending way either. Um, so can't say enough good things about him. He's helped me find my house and I'm looking forward to working with him 
whenever I'm looking for something like that. So Jeff Cadwallader, folks, Jeff, thank you so much for sponsoring the Bear Down Report podcast. I know I speak for all of us when we just say thank you. We appreciate that more than anything. Again, just one last time, give them a call, 630-254-4734. Tell Hefe that Ryan and Kevin say hello, and uh, maybe he'll give you extra special treatment. Hey, point, point, point of order real quick, too. Obviously, I can't speak to to Jeff's professionalism and, and what he does since I don't know him. But I just want to uh, say that I think it's well-deserved for Bear Down Report to get a sponsor. You guys do an awesome job. Um, Ryan, obviously you are a diehard fan. Um, Jack Wright, all the guys. So uh, very well-deserved and I'm happy for you guys. We're, we're pretty um... – we're going to talk about the Vikings in a second, folks. Just the last thing we're going to say about this, uh, our founder, Mike Page, had an idea. And we kind of thought, you know what, this year we're going to kind of see where things go and, and just kind of play it by ear. But things have picked up so much faster. Uh, we had Chris Emma from 670 to score. On, we had Garrick Jones, former NFL player. And we just recently had Matt Lacoste, a current tight end for the New England Patriots, on, on, on an episode just unbelievable how how fast things are moving and we just we appreciate all of you for listening supporting and reading all right gentlemen let's dive in it's time to talk the vikings and the bears coming up if we had this conversation two weeks ago it would have been different if we would have had this conversation six weeks ago it would have been different as of right now i can't believe i'm gonna say this there are playoff implications for whoever wins this game gentlemen can you just talk about that this this crazy 2020 season and is how did we get to this point well i i i just have to say that this is classic classic viking season i can't remember how many times that i've been more excited for a potential eight and eight season or a nine and seven season uh obviously with the NFL's decision to bring in a seventh team into the playoffs, that, that helps immensely. But this, this season for the Vikings has been textbook roller coaster. You have one week where they just play out of their minds, and then the next week they lose by one point. And I really have zero expectations going into this game because I don't know what to expect from this team. Each week it's, 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 there, it's the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde um, team. And I think the same can be said about the Bears. The Bears are loaded with talent. Trubisky goes off and has a great game last week. The week before that, you know, he's knocking off the rust, I guess, from, from not playing. Um, but they are both talented teams. You just don't know which team is going to show up. I'm excited just for, this, for the sheer fact that it's a, you know, black and blue NFC North game division rival um but again expectations are set very low going into it and i'm thinking you know yeah again i don't really care who wins as much i just hope whoever does gets a shot at the packers and can beat them in a wild card game because that that needs to happen i was looking at stats today and it looks like you know there's a possibility the packers get the the first week by and that just infuriates me to my core uh, more than anything else, like, like Brian said, it's been a roller coaster, and I'd like to say that um, we've gotten better over time. 
But for the last two weeks, we've kind of self-destructed in some really important spots. And when I look at other teams like the Rams and the Cardinals and the Seahawks, you know, I'm really interested to see whoever does make it past this week, you know, if they're able to get that playoff berth, how the heck are we going to stack up to some of these teams? We got, we have some come to Jesus meetings that are going to need to happen between this time and when the playoffs start. That's all I'm saying. Brian, Kevin, you guys just nailed it. Both of these teams have been all across the board. The, the Bears start 5-1. and one. Everyone screamed playoffs. Then they go on a six-game losing streak. The, the city is burning to the ground. There's no way they're going to win another game. Uh, all of us at the BDR are picking the Bears to get spanked by Houston, and it is the exact opposite. All of a sudden, over the last three games, the Chicago Bears offense, let me just say that again so that everyone can understand what I just said, the Chicago Bears offense has been on fire. It has been electric. Over the last three games, Montgomery, 288 yards. That's 7.3 yards per carry. The last three games, he, he, he's, he's been electric. 80-yard run on the first play. Mitchell Trubisky. Over the last three games, 776 yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions, just a 103 quarterback rating. And now he's looking at a 94.5 over the season. Uh, the Bears are moved from 29th in offense to 25th in offense. They found a way to run the ball. They're averaging 30 points a game. Gentlemen, gentlemen, does this kind of make you think about things or – or does this kind of impact the way you see this game playing out anyway? I think, I think for me, it really sort of represents the parity in the NFL. You just ran through the Bears statistics and how they started out. It was the exact opposite for the Vikings. The Bears started 5-1. The Vikings started 1-5. Then the Vikings kind of went on this uh, streak in the middle where we won five of the next six games. And people were starting to think, hey, is Zimmer getting it worked out? Is the team there? They got rookie guys in the, in the backfield. Maybe they're starting to gel and, and learn the game. But you, you see it with the Steelers, too. You know, they started hot. I think in the NFL, it's so important. It's about peaking at the right time. Uh, if you go through uh, the middle part of the season and have a, a lull in your season, that's okay, especially in, in a season where in 2020 where they're going to allow basically a participation trophy to a seventh team. But, but, but the, the interesting thing is in the NFL, everybody's got a clean slate once the playoffs start, and you have these teams that are just dark horse contenders. So while I am, you know, honest about probably the Vikings' expectations as are most Bears fans about Chicago – there's a chance if both of these teams get into the, in, into the playoffs, they could go on a run. We've beaten Green Bay before. We, we lost to them in, in, a, in a good game week one, um, but we played them pretty darn well in Lambeau. So I'm confident that the Vikings can go play against any team. It's just about who shows up. And the same thing with the Bears. The same thing with the Bears. So – it's, this, is the, this is the joy of the NFL. You've got 16 weeks, 16 games, 17 weeks, 16 games, and, and it, it's, it's so short, and if you make one mistake or you start to peak at the right time, 
you're in or out of the playoffs, um, depending on, on, on sort of how you capitalize on these must-win games. So to Kevin's point earlier, the Vikings had a couple games where we thought this is the time to really kind of stake our, our, our position, and they fell short. But luckily, we've got three weeks here where if we play um, the way we can play, we could be a good team here in the playoffs. So it, it, it'll be an interesting week for sure, and it all starts right here with Chicago. It is a testament to why people love the NFL so much. No matter what team it is, no matter what last year was like, no matter if you're the greatest coach, uh, you know, or the greatest player, you don't know what's going to happen. I, th I think people were so excited about this year because we were maybe going to get a definitive answer. Was it Bill Belichick? Was it Tom Brady? And now we're almost done with the regular season. We're kind of both like, uh, we're still not sure, which is crazy, right? But that, that's why people love betting on, on sports. That's why they love betting on the NFL. That's why they want to see that underdog story because it is very, very easy to end up with a bad team. It is incredibly hard to end up with a good team. Yep. Thinking about the 7-9 and nine Seattle Seahawks that made the playoffs quite a few years ago or the 9-7 and seven New York Giants that won the Super Bowl. It, it is entirely possible. Brian, to your point, it's about who's getting hot. And I know that Bears fans are pretty excited about this offense. Defensively, gentlemen, as I was looking at these numbers of the last three games – these two teams are very similar. Defensively, the Vikings are giving up 26 points a game. Defensively, the Bears are giving up 27 points a game, one point difference. They're both sitting at six and seven, both really trying to get that eight and eight, nine and seven spot to, to try to sneak into the playoffs. I'm hoping for a good game. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm hoping there's some back and forth and that one of these teams comes out hot. There's got to be some matchups in this game. I know last time we, we, we talked about Kirk Cousins. We talked about Jeff, Justin Jefferson, which we're definitely going to probably talk about again during this episode. Is there a matchup, Kevin, that you're looking at for this game in particular that you're really excited about? Uh, excited about? How about worried about? How about that? Um, you know, this whole 2020 season, uh, the very beginning, having a lot of high expectations for our defense. And, and losing Daniil Hunter, losing Anthony Barr, losing Michael Pierce, who are all Pro Bowl-level players, decimated our defense. But we survived. We've limped on uh, for a while now. And we've had some, high, uh, some hot moments and we've had some cold moments. But the thing that has hurt us, I think, recently is uh, having uh, our, our star middle linebacker, Kendricks, he's been out. Um, he, he tweaked a, a calf uh, in warm-ups in one of the last games, and he hasn't been practicing. If he is out again, I would see the Bears looking to capitalize a lot on that. Eric, Kendrick, uh, uh, Eric Kendricks is, is a great player, and we miss him a lot. And, and Eric Wilson has been playing great. But the middle linebacker core and, uh, you know, having some still inexperienced players on the D-line, that is going to be a place to look. Can – uh, whoever replaces Kendricks, if he's not there, can he uh, take advantage of Mitch and him uh, maybe perhaps being pressured and making some mistakes? 
And can Mitch uh, take advantage of, you know, the lack of our star power uh, with Kendricks being out, if he is? Mitch has been moving around a lot, and I think that's got a lot of Bears fans excited. That's what he does well. He's not going to throw the ball 80 yards down the field. That's not his game. But if you move him around, he could be very, very effective. So, so gentlemen, that was actually going to be one of my questions. Brian, I want to hear your matchup in a second. But uh, Vikings are sitting right now 16th uh, against the rush. 16th best team in the NFL against the rush. So right there, middle of the road. Now, Eric Kendricks, 69 solo tackles so far this season. You are right, has been fantastic. The, the Bears are almost running a, an old Vikings, Kevin Stefanski-esque style offense. Can the Vikings stop that style of offense without Eric Kendricks? Well, I think what you have to pay attention to is the fact that um, – you know, the Bears are one of the most uh, – are one of the teams that pass the most in the NFL right now, Look, if you look at the numbers, right? Um, so the ability for the Bears' offense to run can be shut down, right, and then that will lead them to passing. Now, with Kendricks out, and like you said, you, got, you give it a number of tackles. I was looking at the last four, uh, last four games that he played. He had three uh, INTs and four PBUs, so – Three interceptions, four pass breakups. Kendrick's having the ability to play the pass makes it so that we can stack the box more. It makes it so that we can help with the run. We don't have to have so much blitzes set up. We don't have to have so much other stuff ready to get them back on their heels on the early downs. Um, we have to make it so that if Kendrick's is there, we're stopping your pass. That makes your run kind of, Fall, fall apart from itself, and then uh, guess what? Then you have to pass even more, and that's, I think that helps us out a lot. I think not having Kendricks is going to be detrimental to the Vikings' defense and their game plan going into this week for the sheer fact that a quarterback like Mitchell Trubisky has insane ability to, you know, escape the pocket. You know, he's, he's got good mobility. He can throw on the run. He's not so much a stand-in-the-pocket passer. But I think that will be to his advantage in this particular matchup. The Vikings don't have a very strong pass rush. So to Kevin's point, if you have a guy like Kendricks who's out, I mean, you're probably going to be sending an extra blitzer just to kind of put some pressure. And the second that a quarterback like Trubisky moves out of the pocket, he can throw. And if you have a third-string guy spying him and, and isn't very good in terms of uh, – pass coverage at the linebacker position, we're in for a long afternoon. I think ultimately this, this is going to come down to who's got the ball last and who can put up the most points because I really think both defenses, and, and I was going to get to this when it came to my matchup in terms of the Bears, you know, my, my matchup for, for me is, again, how does Justin Jefferson stack up against an injured and questionable Buster Screen, he torched him last time, and an injured and questionable um, Jalen Johnson. So the Vikings are weak at, in the secondary and on defense right now. The Bears are, are weak in the secondary if those two guys don't play. So I think it's really going to come down to can Cousins take advantage of that and can Mitch take advantage of the Vikings just being dwindled down to their second and third string defensive players as starters. So we'll see. Yeah. 
Brian, you you literally took the matchup right out of uh, out of my hands. Justin Jefferson versus the Bears hurt secondary. I literally have that written word for word. Jalen Johnson is questionable, and it turns out Buster Screen has a concussion and is out for this game. I think quite a few Bears fans are actually excited that Buster Screen has been out. They were really excited to see Duke Shelley, who was a rookie last season, uh, came out and played pretty darn well. So we're excited to see what happens. But Justin Jefferson is unlike what uh, the Bears have seen over the last couple of weeks. Gentlemen, let's hold off on our predictions for this final score just right now. I want to know, NFC or AFC, teams that you're watching that are not the Minnesota Vikings and not the Chicago Bears? I think Russell Wilson plays his best football when his back's against the wall. Like... they are still fighting, right, for, for playoff, playoff berth. They, they, don't have it, they don't have it locked up, right? And to think about that when we consider how well they started off the season is, is quite a turnaround, right, like a lot of other teams we know, huh? Now, Russell Wilson is an amazing player, and his team is going to have to rally around his efforts, right? He's going to have to get uh, more out of Metcalf. He's going to have to get a lot more out of his, out of his defense, um, but I always love seeing Russell Wilson play playoff football. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, the Seahawks are absolutely one of those teams where, especially in the dog days of December, kind of where are they going to be? You know that they're going to be in the playoffs, but what, t- what type of team is it that's going in? Uh, for me, NFC team that I'm watching, and maybe it's just because of proximity, I'm really interested in the Washington football team. And how about this for some breaking news on the bear down report, Alex Smith is out. um, And Dwayne Haskins is, uh, is in, and it looks like I'm getting a thumbs up from Ryan here for, for reporting that um, or some sort of finger up. Um, No, I I think uh, a, a team that has a defense like Washington if they were to sneak into the playoffs, that's a tough team to go to Washington because if they win to the division, right, they've got a home, they've got a home matchup. Um, if you're a, a West Coast team that's got to travel and play a 1 p.m. game in Washington with that ferocious front seven, that could be dangerous. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see where they go, especially if Alex Smith looks like he might be out for some extended time. Um, and then from an AFC standpoint, I'm looking at the Titans. I'm looking at the Titans. Um, that is a team that, that I have a lot of affinity for. I love the way that they uh, approach it with running Derrick Henry. It's very reminiscent to the Vikings and, and Dalvin Cook. And I'm excited to sort of see what they do the rest, rest of the way. Um, I think Cleveland coming in and punching them right in the mouth a couple weeks ago gave them a little bit of a wake-up call. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Um, but those are the two teams that I'm following pretty closely. I'm a little upset, Brian. That's three points of mine that you have stolen that I have written down in the notes for today's podcast. Uh, I think that with Alex Smith, Washington has looked vastly different. Ron Rivera has his guys playing hard. Anybody that's watched that man coach is not going to be surprised by that in any way, shape, or form. Watching him in Carolina, the team's always played hard. But with Alex Smith being out, you got to wonder, 
how's that going to go? Dwayne Haskins did not start out the season real well. Maybe his benching will look a little bit like Mitch's benching, which has, has served the Bears offense incredibly well. And in the AFC, I literally have Trent here. This is incredible. The Bills and the Titans, two teams that I'm watching really, really closely. Brian, great minds. They think alike. Yes, they do. All right. All right. Let's talk about how we see this game, Bears versus Vikings, playing out and your final score predictions, gentlemen. Brian, I'm going to have you go first just because I have a feeling you may steal my points yet again. <laughs> well, I see this, like I mentioned earlier, I see this really kind of coming down to who's got the ball last. Um, and it, it is so fitting that, in my opinion, the final score will be 27-24 on a Dan Bailey field goal to win it, coming off of a, of a, of a horrible, horrible week in, down in Tampa. I think Dan Bailey is going to be the savior and he's carried off the field uh, with the uh, with the as time expires uh, a field goal from let's say forty eight yards. How's that for going out on a limb? Oh my, Brian! Did you send that letter to Santa early? Like, you you really think Dan Bailey's going to dig us out of this one, huh? I think so. I think so. God, I, think, I love the optimism. Let me let me just preface this real quick. Um, you know, Dan Bailey is one of those players who has a ton of experience. He's got the credentials. He's in a funk right now. And Zimmer has grown as a coach. Zimmer, when Carlson screwed up, he would straight call him out. When, you know, and then Carlson was quickly cut. When Blair Walsh screwed up there near the end and he fell apart, Zimmer called him out. When uh, Kari Vedvik, who we traded for, when he screwed up, Zimmer called him out. These Kickers and special teams players, you know, those specialists, they are, and I don't, I want to say this right, they, they are not as mentally strong, I think, as some of the other players on a team. So if you can get in a, in a mental funk, it really, really affects your game if you're, if you're those position players. I think Dan Bailey has been in the NFL long enough and has done it at a high level for long enough to where he sort of is going to shake out of this funk. Zimmer went and defended him. Zimmer said this was this game was not entirely on Dan Bailey. Um, there was a lot of questionable calls last week in Tampa, and I think, in in true Zimmer fashion, as a as a coach that has grown away from sort of the hard Bill Belichick facade, I think he's going to send Dan Bailey out there, um, and he's going to look to say, "Hey, look, we're not going to take this into overtime. I want you to win it." And uh, I think Dan Bailey's going to deliver. So we'll, we'll see. Kevin, before you go, Brian, did we talk about this before we got on the podcast today? We did not. We did, did not. You, did you read my prediction in the BeardownReport.com? I actually did not at all. No. I picked, and I'm not making this up. The Chicago Bears to win 27 to 24 on an overtime Cairo Santos field goal. <laughs> I can't, I just, this oh, is, wow. this is unbelievable. Wow. I, I can't, I can't get over this. All right, Kevin, let's hear it. How do you see this game playing out? I went back and looked, gentlemen. I went back and looked through the archives 
the Bear Down Report archives. And guess who got the closest score prediction out of all y'all? It was this guy, all right? This guy. I said 17-14 Vikes. The real score was 19-13 Vikes. So you know what? I'm writing uh, my, uh, my wisdom to another victory, to another Vikings victory today. You know, I was thinking about it like we've kind of gone back and forth. On a good day for both teams, our defense is good, your defense is great. Your special teams are good sometimes. Ours in the last couple of weeks have imploded on multiple occasions. But when it comes down to it, on a good day, I think our offense blows your offense out of the water. Still think it's going to be a close game, though. I'm going 21-17 Vikings win. Hopefully scramble into the playoffs, uh, kicking off, you know, maybe a, a Cardinals football team to, to eke in to maybe be the, 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 the Packers killers uh, going forward. You know, it's funny. In a normal season, I would be watching the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray going, yeah, make it into the playoffs. I, I want them to lose out. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and we need it. It's way more fun when, you're, when your team has a chance at the playoffs because we talked about it much uh, earlier. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Gentlemen, last time you guys were on, we didn't have our favorite segment, a segment that is growing really, really quickly. It's called Unpopular Opinion. Now, this does not need to be about football in any way. It could be about anything. Our last episode, I'm already getting lots of heat for telling people that I don't like mashed potatoes. Pops, that one's on you. I love you, Dan. You're wrong. You're wrong. He made me do it every morning for breakfast. Cold mashed potatoes for years for breakfast. If I didn't finish it at dinner, it's still can't. Ladies, do it to this ladies day. and gentlemen, you're at home. You can't hear the silent tear that's rolling down my face right now, but it's happening. <laughs> uh, Matt Lacoste, tight end for the New England Patriots. Aside from mozzarella, can't eat cheese. Has never had a cheeseburger in his life. I, I can't wrap my head around it. So, Kevin, I am going to start with you. An unpopular opinion. I, I also, sorry, just to interject. I also, uh, you know, was lucky enough to be on the uh, to be on a team with Matt Lacoste when he was in high school, and I remember him talking about uh, making to the NFL. You know, in in, in you guys' uh, interview, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm just not that big compared to some other guys," and. And, oh, my God, this man is massive. So the fact that he is saying that he is small, I don't think people realize when they look on their televisions and see some of these linemen walking around, they're like, they look normal size. No, they are massive. Remember, and, and now he, he's not – he's big, but he doesn't eat cheese. That's such a weird thing. Um, regardless, my unpopular opinion, and, 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 and Ryan, I'm interested to hear your response to this, is I actually thoroughly enjoyed – uh, the last Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker. I actually enjoyed it. I'm about to throw up. <laughs> so, so let me preface, the beginning of the movie, I agree, was egregious. It was rushed. It didn't make sense. The fact that they forced a major plot point onto the main character, I'm not going to say it because of spoilers, I guess. But that, if you took that out, the movie was going to be great. The ending, I thought, was, was fine. Um, and I liked it. It was it was cringeworthy when 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 the the kiss happened at the end. You just go in. That's just again. There it was not the best movie by any stretch. But I walked out of it saying the beginning. I was almost ready to walk out, and by the end of it, I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. 
This, wow. since we're sticking with the Star Wars theme, The Last Jedi, I think, is a top three Star Wars film. And people hated it. So right. that's okay. We, we, can, <laughs> we can have this. Brian, we'll still be friends. <laughs> Brian is burying his head in his hand. Brian, <laughs> let's hear what is your unpopular opinion? Well, my first of all, I've got two based off of the, the last couple things you guys said. First unpopular opinion is that the recent, most recent trilogy of Star Wars, the entire thing from Force Awakens to uh, the rise of Skywalker was garbage. Oh, garbage, garbage. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that. My unpopular opinion, though, um, and this is probably going to get a lot of heat. Uh, I think Nirvana is one of the most overrated bands on the face of the planet. Um, I, you know, God, God rest Kurt Cobain's soul. That is, you know, that has nothing to do with, with, um, you know, he's not here, you know, that sort of thing. He's not here to defend himself. But um, I think Dave Grohl was a mat, uh, you know, an insanely talented uh, musician, but I, I think Nirvana is one of the most overrated bands. They've got like three songs that are okay. Um, but I, I just, yeah. Every time, honestly, every time they come on on the radio station, I, I change it. I mean, the first intro to Smells Like Teens, change, change it. I just can't, can't, can't stand them. Can't stand them. That's so interesting because I know you are a big... 80s hair metal, especially Kiss. I know you're a very big Kiss fan. And, and a lot of people saw Nirvana as the end of that era. As soon as Nirvana came out, it was the end of, of hair metal. It was the end of that 80s rise of, of music. And people associate often Kurt Cobain and Nirvana with the ending of that. Is that kind of how you see it? No, no, not at all. I just, I, it's something about their music. I just don't find it interesting. I, I love, you know, I loved Allison Chains, who I look to as like these, they, they were really the messiahs of grunge, in my opinion. Um, that, you know, I like them a lot. I love Jerry Cantrell and what he can do. Something about Nirvana. And it's funny, though, that you bring up Kiss because I'm a diehard Kiss man. Every, all your listeners are, listeners are probably thinking the guy likes men. <laughs> dress up in makeup and seven inch heels and he's called Anna unpopular. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all have different, uh, we all have different uh, uh, choices and, and opinions, obviously, but yeah, I'm not a fan, not a fan. That is probably the best ending of a Barry Down Report podcast <laughs> we have ever had. Uh, Brian, you are not on BDR Twitter and I'm sure we're going to hear some, some, some strong choice words about that. I'm sure. Uh, Ryan, Kevin, thank you guys so much for being here with most of our guests. We, we interview and then we, we talk about it afterwards, but you guys are very much a part of the Bear Down Report podcast. You will always be a part of the Bear Down Report podcast. Our first episode, unintentionally, was with you guys, and we, uh, we, we thank you both so much for being a part of it. Uh, one more time, if you're looking for a home, Jeff Cadwallader, or you're looking to sell your home, Jeff Cadwallader is your guy. Thank you so much, Jeff, for sponsoring the Bear Down Report podcast. We are thrilled that you're going to be a part of this uh, for, for the long haul. For all of you that are listening, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing the Bear Down Report content. As we come down to the end of the season, we are going to keep coverage going. We have so many good guests that are upcoming. 
for the Jacksonville game, for the Green Bay game, the postseason, so many great things that are upcoming. And folks, we just want to say thank you so much for all that you do for the Bear Down Report. For Kevin Olefsky and Brian Highfill, this is Ryan Dangle. As always, folks, bear down. Report.